How do you behave when you enter the internet? Do you change your identity and all your behavior within seconds? Most of us would deny this. We behave like we do in real offline life. Why? Because we have acquired all these rules, norms and beliefs over decades, for good and bad. In today's episode, we talk about the different territories, offline and online, and having our behavior in the cyber territory on spot. Great to have you here. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, an investigator, an internal auditor, a corporate integrity counsel, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and its leadership circle. With a vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability. Yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. And our behavior in all kinds of different territories is impacting a wider spectrum. Often a wider than we would have expected so far. So let's see how we can have a positive impact. Shaping by behaving. Or we could also say leading by example, which is more common in the business world. But I want to start with the behavior of all of us when it comes to new territories. The cyber territory is not new anymore. And the code of conduct, which is implemented in a lot of organizations, applies also to that environment. We have already discussed about the Code of Conduct in several other episodes and we will for sure also hear about it again in the upcoming interviews with my guests. And if you would like to learn more right now, just visit the show notes where you can find the link to the episode number 10 referring to the Code of Conduct. Let's go back to today's topic. So depending on the generation and culture we belong to, we bring them different sets of rules, beliefs, and norms. So through these experiences we all have, depending on the generation we were born in, which not only concerns cyberspace, the hypothesis of the human factor is enriched by one additional perspective. It would be wrong to believe that there are no rules and standards in the territory of cyberspace. They do exist and in many different forms, but are we aware of it? Especially on platforms, in social networks, participants hold each other accountable by threatening and enforcing consequences for behavior that deviates from the rules. That is just one form of social control which 
often only informally exists. Reflecting how far we are in implementing the cyber territory to our existing code of conduct would lead us to a variety of answers. So some of the code of conducts are written broad enough to cover any territory, but are maybe not specific enough. And others are very specific, but not yet covering cyber. So no matter at what maturity level your code of conduct is, I am convinced that we all could at least think a moment about the current status and if there is a potential for improvement. As we all know, a code of conduct needs to be lived by everybody and at all levels. We also know who is responsible for it. And there is just one rule to be considered if you would like to have the people not living the code of conduct. Make sure the leaders behave against the rules. It's quite simple and it works. And please remember that. It could also, I could also use a shortcut for this episode and it would be as following. Being in Rome, do as the Romans do. Full stop, end of story applicable to any territory and in any decade of the history, the past, the present and the future. And the reason why it is not intrinsically lived by is that we are not aware of the different socializations we all have. Let's see how rules and standards are applied in the territory of cyber. So as already said, yes, it would be wrong to believe that there are no rules and standards in that territory. They do exist in many different forms. These regulatory measures and sanctions often consist of the exclusion of the network, which is the maximum penalty given the purpose and need of the participants. So given the presumed anonymity, this is also the only realistic possible consequence. So otherwise, the virtual world of cyberspace works similarly to the offline world. The wording for these rules are explained in so-called netiquette or in the frequently asked questions also known as fuck. Regulations exist everywhere, not only on the internet, but also there. Partially based on various studies, four different types of reaction can be distinguished in cases of contravention of social norms and rules. And I would like to explain these four to you right now. So these four types of reaction case of infringement in cyberspace are A, the no reaction, informal social control, the mediation and the formal social control. So we have these four types. So what does this mean right now? So But no reaction, of course, there are also no sanctions which are taken against the offender. And the effect of it is that the behavior is tolerated or ignored or those who feel disturbed turn away. So we would lose the compliant participants. The second one, the informal social control, would be that other users react and act against the offender. That's These are the sanctions um, taken, but taken informally. So the effect of it, this can range from direct addressing, group mergers to public embarrassment of the perpetrators. So it's all possible. The third one would be the mediation. So internet users consult the mediator to solve the conflict. 
So this could be a mediator which is part of a specific internet community or in extreme also the internet service as such. And the fourth one is the formal social control. So users consult the relevant authorities to find a solution. This would be the sanction. And the effect is that the authorities can also act on their own initiative when violations are detected. So this would be the police and the law enforcement. So it is obvious that of the four types of reaction, the first, first which does not provide for a reaction is the one which does not regulate anything. But it's also in the offline um, world. If something happens, but there are no sanctions, it will not turn to better. So the perpetrators can carry out their mission unhindered and the other users must decide whether they can handle it or they would like to leave. For remediation or contact that take place in the form of informal social control, the perpetrators must be able to be identified by the users. And you can imagine it's not that easy. So if the offender is regularly visible and actively participates in participating in the network, this may be a success. Technically, there are several possibilities for other users to act against the perpetrator, such as removing texts, excluding them from the community or attacking them via email. So the existing anonymity, as mentioned earlier, can be an accurate aggravating circumstance. Although mediation and informal social control can be effective, the formal social control is often requested. So the most important authorities are the police in such cases. So law enforcement, as mentioned before, are normally only called up when other corrective measures fail. They play a major role. It is therefore necessary for the police to be able to work effectively within the regulations and limitations. And now, how is human behavior adapting to this new territory? Well, a lot of us, or a lot of users, forget, and we are also users here, as soon as someone uses modern technology, digital traces are left behind, without exceptions. Keep in mind that internet service providers record a lot of data. So who is online, when, where, and for how long? Smartphones automatically connect to the stations. Players among us leave their personal patterns of behavior which they have and which they display during the game as such. And the online shoppers as well. Users of social networks reveal their interests contacts, habits, and much more. So the activities of all kinds of individuals are better recorded than ever before in human history. Again, there are ex exceptions and a minority knows how to stay off the radar. But the principle does not change. Not only can the information be evaluated retrospectively, but prospective patterns can also be made for good and for bad. This can begin, among other things, with the basic questions, do I know my counterpart? So my personal conclusion is that we all must stay aware of how we behave in the different territories. The fact that traces are left behind in cyberspace is of great significance. 
Awareness is essential for all different levels within an organization when it comes to protecting the assets. So to achieve that preventive level of awareness, we share additional insights during our leadership circles within the Corporate Integrity Program, for sure. But nevertheless, I thought it would be also be valuable to share that input with our loyal podcast listeners here. So it depends all on the intention of collecting the information, analyzing the patterns and decide on measurements. So big data is an underestimated asset on both sides if we look at, the, at it from a risk perspective. So the upside and downside are obvious. So being active in the cyber territory means that we all create these assets day by day for different owners. And with that, I would like to give you one question as a takeaway. How savvy is your behaving in the territory of cyber? This was the episode number 31 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stierlimann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.